Welcome back, one and all, to the Our Outdoors portion of your weekend. I am your host, Nick Simonson, outdoors writer with my materials online at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. Hope you're reading up and getting excited for a great spring full of awesome fishing opportunities. So much excitement at this time of year as that ice peels away from our lakes. And obviously there's some fishing opportunities open on our rivers as well, whether it's from shore or boat or canoe. Hope you're getting out there. Hope you have that life jacket on. Things are very, very chilly on the water and you want to be safe. But take advantage of those opportunities that you have because this can be some of the best fishing of the year. Walleyes are starting up. Obviously, there's opportunities for pike. They'll be moving about in any type of cold water. So you've got those two opportunities. And of course, as those waters warm, you have crappies and smallmouth bass and eventually bluegills. So much fun to be had. So many different species. Try them all out. Have a great time with what's available to you. And you want to protect those resources. Obviously, we are keeping a close eye on the spread of aquatic nuisance species. Uh, The unfortunate occurrence of hooking up with a snag on the Cheyenne River last weekend and pulling up a a pretty big stick that was completely covered in zebra mussels. So we have seen just in a few years since their detection up on Lake Ashtabula in 2019 how they have spread throughout the system and how pervasive they are in that water. They alter the system, they change the ecology, they change the water quality, they do damage to infrastructure along that which you know can be a water source for a city or other types of municipal elements that keep our cities functioning. So there's a lot to consider there beyond the fisheries, beyond the health of our our walleyes and our bass and our northerns that are impacted by invasive species and not only zebra mussels. So to learn more about that, we are catching up with Ben Holland of the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. He is the ANS coordinator, giving us the tips to help curb the spread of these invasives and what hunters and anglers can do throughout the year to keep their boats clean and to preserve our great fishing in the state. That's coming up right after the break. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Spring is here. Folks are getting those boats out of storage. And with that comes a lot of responsibility in protecting our waters from aquatic nuisance species that might travel along with those boats if you're not careful. For that reason, we have with us Ben Holen. He's the ANS coordinator for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Ben, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on. I know driving back and forth from Valley City to Bismarck last weekend, I was seeing boats going both directions, whether it was raining, snowing, sunny, or windy. And with those boats moving around, what's the one thing you want anglers to be aware of as we get into the open water season when it comes to aquatic nuisance species? We're extremely fortunate to have such few waters with aquatic nuisance species here in North Dakota, so we really want to keep it that way. So it's very important before and after recreation that we take the little steps it takes to do things the right way. It goes back to that age-old message to clean, drain, dry every surface, every time, before and after recreation. Good to have that plan in place, particularly as folks are getting ready. Uh, You referenced that the number is low. How many waters are we currently looking at after some additions last year? in our state with aquatic nuisance species present? We have a little over 15 waters here with aquatic nuisance species, and that's a small percentage of the more than 450 waters that the Game and Fish now manages. We got zebra mussels here in four lakes and, and three river systems, so just, you know, a very overall small percentage of the lakes that we have here in North Dakota. That's right, but it only takes a spark to start that fire, and certainly folks don't want to be the ones passing that around. Talk about the methods that you recommend and the Game and Fish recommends for anglers to use in cleaning their boats and clearing them of ANS. It all starts when you get off the water, and we'll just start with cleaning. Boaters, when they come off the water, they can do the exact same thing that our inspectors do out there on the land. 
landscape. So you're looking for visible vegetation, mud, plants, or anything on your boat. You're removing that at the boating access site. When you come home, you can actually use hot water to decontaminate your boat. So 140 degrees on the outside of, of your hull will, will kill any aquatic organisms. And then we recommend for the inside of live wells, of bilge areas, anything like that, 120 degree water for two minutes contact time. So anglers can decontaminate their own boat at home during transport. You know, all drain plugs must be removed and water storage devices. So plugs fold and making sure everything's drained completely from your boat, Um, making sure that the boat access that you're lowering your motor and then remembering to once again put it up before going down the roadway. And then anglers and, and just water users in general can remember to dry Drying is a powerful tool to to kill aquatic organisms in a hot summer. When anglers are getting off the water, you know, North Dakota Game and Fish recommends anywhere from five to seven days out of water to make sure everything's completely dry and dead on your boat before your, your next time out recreating good parameters to put in place for folks who are using the resource. We're talking with Ben Holland. He is the ANS coordinator for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Ben, what's the department's plan for ANS monitoring this year at ramps and other access points throughout the state? So at North Dakota Game and Fish for monitoring for new ANS, we sample over 200 waters a year, and this is specialized sampling for aquatic vegetation, crayfish. We pull these large plankton toe nets to look for zebra mussel villagers in a lot of our waterways, and we do that on 150 waters. So we pull those plankton toe nets, bring them back to the lab, process those samples, look for zebra mussel villagers, and it's a good way to potentially catch a a zebra mussel population early while it's in a lake. For North Dakota watercraft inspectors, we're going to have around 12 to 15 guys this year stationed out of Valley City, Jamestown, Bismarck, Devil's Lake, Riverdale, and then a few access sites on Lake Sakakawea. You encounter a number of watercraft coming to popular waters like Sakakawea and Devil's Lake from those ANS infested waters that we do have in the state. And and the, the numbers are actually quite notable. What are the percentages that the department is seeing of those boats that have had contact with those infested waters. Typically on it, you know, Devil's Lake is definitely our highest for what we see for boats coming from a, a zebra mussel infested water body. Their last launch was there and then coming to Devil's Lake. And for any given ramp, it's usually around 8 to 11% of the boaters that we encounter. Their last launch was on a zebra mussel infested lake. Within that 8% to 11%, you know, 2% of those people was within a, la- within a week's time. So they were on a zebra mussel infested water body and when, within a week, you know, they were launching on Devil's Lake. Yeah, and it's a good point there because a a single zebra mussel can, you know, spawn another half a million throughout a season. Uh, Talk about the fisheries consequences of ANS infestation, particularly those zebra mussels, but others as well that might be of a concern. The the tough thing with any ANS introduction, it can be highly variable as far as its impacts to its fishery and to the ecology of a waterway. Most of the time, the impacts are are negative, and that's what we're concerned about. Anytime when you introduce a new species into a waterway, it can have major ecological impacts. 
Uh, something like zebra mussels, they spawn very quickly. One female can reproduce, you know, up to a million eggs in, in a single year, so it doesn't take long after the initial introduction to two, three, four years after they're covering every surface in a lake. You know, they're master manipulators of the food web, so they're taking all that phytoplankton in the upper water columns, depositing in the bottom water columns, clearing up the lake. That, that clearing up the lake and the depositing of nutrients can actually spur weed growth. So instead of seeing weed and vegetation growing at three feet, some anglers might see it at 15 feet. And some of their old fishing spots that they used to enjoy, there's just too much vegetation at those locations. Wrapping things up here with Ben Holland of the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. He is the ANS coordinator. We've talked extensively about zebra mussels, and they're kind of the poster child for ANS. But, of course, Lake of the Woods, we have spiny water flea, and as you mentioned, there are a number of plants as well. What are some of the other species of concerns either around the border or that are starting to sneak into North Dakota that you have on your radar? We're always keeping track of invasive carp on the James River system. So we have both big head, silver, and grass carp there. Those silver carps are what people see on the news jumping out of the water, and they can injure anglers. So we're always looking at that population, making sure it's still in low densities and just monitoring it yearly for any changes. There's a bunch of other species that we have on our radar, rusty crayfish, Chinese banded mystery snails, starry stonework, brittle naiad, black carp, New Zealand mud snails, faucet snails. You know, the list keeps going on and on. It's something that over these next few years, it wouldn't surprise me if we had rusty crayfish or banded Chinese mystery snails discovered here in North Dakota. But we hope that we have an educated water user group out there and we can prevent many of these infestations in the future. Yeah, we appreciate all the work you're doing on that front to get the word out to people and the efforts you and your teams are undertaking to keep our water safe. Most importantly, Ben, thank you so much for sharing this information and being on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me, Nick. So as Ben put it simply, when it comes down to it, getting those boats out there, moving back and forth from different waterways, different rivers and different lakes, clean, drain, and dry. If you want to take that extra step, spraying stuff down with that hot water, that will go a long way as well in taking care of those aquatic nuisance species that might be transported along, have those live wells, those bilge pumps, everything that contains water all dried out with those plugs out there so we can protect our fishing opportunities. I hope you do that. I hope you take a kid outdoors and have a good time this spring. And if you do... I'll see you in our outdoors.